Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello, and a big warm welcome to episode 35 of the Transom Mathematics Podcast, which is for October 2017. So, as usual, we will begin with the puzzle of the month. Now, in the fantasy world of maths puzzles, you know, that slightly unreal world that you always get in the in the more wordy questions. Anyway, in this uh, maths world, there aren't any stopwatches, but there are two egg timers. One of them measures seven minutes and the other measures four minutes. That's a seven minute and a four minute egg timer. And I want to use them to measure exactly nine minutes, the time it takes me to do my daily juggling practice. How can I do it? So I need to measure exactly nine minutes using a four minute and a seven minute egg timers. Okay, as usual, the answer will be at the end of this podcast, and that will give you a little thinking time while you're doing whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast. Well, I've been quite excited to tell you this next fact. It's the most exciting thing I've learned this whole month, well, this whole year, really. And it's the effect the number seven has on exam performance. It's absolutely an amazing fact. I've been teaching since the early 80s and didn't until this month know about this surprising phenomenon. Now, the news came to me via the wonderful Mr. Barton podcast. Craig was interviewing Trevor Senior, who is AQA's chief examiner for the Maths GCSE, and when asked about his favourite number seven, he related the astonishing fact that if the number seven appears in an exam question, the success rate drops by 10%. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? Well, I was amazed. Here's the sound clip. Here's the excerpt from the Mr. Barton podcast. I always find seven interesting, as for example, if you was in the exam question, the success rate drops. All right, okay. (laughs) Tell me a bit more about that. Uh, It's just a fact. Basically, kids don't like sevens, and uh, so so they, they make more mistakes with sevens than any other number. You're joking. And like, so not just kind of question seven, but if a seven appears in some kind of, in the yeah. calculation of a question. That's right. Yeah. Drops about 10%. Flipping it. I'm saying that's the best fact I've ever heard on this podcast, Trevor. <laughs> that's, that's a very strong start. That's incredible, that. Um, and just, just on that, like, you wouldn't take something like that into account when writing questions, would you? Uh, you certainly would, because if you think the paper's a bit easy, you might change the numbers to put that in or if you think it's too hard you might take that out flipping x7 that is absolutely incredible that I, I like that um question number two then now i was fascinated by this and it gave me the idea for a transom activity that would collect some data i decided on a 10 question exercise intended to test pupils written methods The add, subtract, multiply and divide questions would be randomly generated in pairs. One question of the pair would contain a 7 and the other would not. So pupils type in their answers and the system marks them. The data from those getting at least five questions correct would then be recorded in the database 
and the summary presented to the pupils at the end of the exercise so they could see what it was all about, understand this phenomena and, uh, if necessary, make their own little plan of what to do about questions with seven in, or to practice their seven times table more, who knows, anyway. So it's intended that the pupils do the exercise without knowing the purpose of the data collection, obviously. Um, So the exercise is a good opportunity to practice written methods, and so that can be given as the reason for doing the exercise. And the title, Heptophobia Research, is suitably cryptic to disguise the data collection purpose of the exercise. Now, at the time of writing, or writing, reading, um, speaking, yes, this is a podcast, at the time of speaking, only 10 people have completed the exercise, as I've only just written it, Um, so the results don't really, well, they don't show the effect that I was expecting, but it's early days, and we actually need hundreds of people to contribute to the data before we can begin confirming our hypothesis. So with that in mind, could I ask that if you have a class that could do with a bit of arithmetic practice, please ask them to do this activity. So the link, along with all the other links that I mentioned in this podcast, are in the newsletter. That's transom.org slash newsletter. Um, and the activity is called Heptophobia Research. And the more people that take part, the more valuable the data will be, of course. And it would be good if the database grows to be anywhere near the size of the Times Tables database, which currently has over 200,000 sets of data. Um, that's the, uh, the information that's on the Transom website about how well pupils answer different Times Tables questions. So that's a huge database, and let's hope this one grows to be anywhere near the size of that. You are listening to the Transum Podcast. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org. An activity that has been on the Transum website for many years now is called Pentransom. It is a collection of multiple choice questions suitable for pupils in Key Stage 3. When a pupil has answered 20 questions correctly, they are invited to suggest a question of their own. And if I consider that to be a suitable question, it is added to the collection of questions in the database. Now, when designing a good multiple choice question, as well as coming up with meaningful distractors, you have to choose in which position the correct answer will appear. And I found it interesting um, when I looked at the sort of the spread of where the correct answer was for each of these questions that had been made up, I found that about twice as many submissions were right in the middle, position C, rather than the two extreme positions A or D. So I guess that's human nature, really, to subconsciously think that something in the middle is more hidden than something on the outside. Anyway, I just found that an interesting statistic that came out of those multiple choice questions.
I have used a Casio FX350MS calculator with GCSC students for many years, but to keep up with developments and, um, and, and what the students are buying these days, I've now got a Casio FX350ES+. And I'm sure many people like me don't have the time to learn all the functions available on these calculators. And sometimes a student will show you something that will stop you in your tracks. Last month, I learned that the FACT button, F-A-C-T, uh, function, it's, a, it's a, above the um, degrees, minutes, seconds button, but it will display a number in its prime factors. <gasps> Very useful for working out if a large number is prime, but not many people know about that. So I'm passing it on, the FACT function for splitting a number into its prime factors. One of the new additions to the website last month was a multi-level quiz called Systematic Listing Strategies. Level one is a collection of listing puzzles for younger children, um, sort of drag-and-drop type activities that encourage them to develop logical methods of listing for themselves. But the higher levels include standard combination and permutation questions. So have a look at that. I'm sure that it will be suitable for pupils of all ages. Uh, let me know what you think. Okay, finally, here is the answer to this month's puzzle. So remember, we want to time exactly nine minutes from a four and a seven minute egg timers. Start the seven and four minute egg timers together. As soon as the four minute timer has finished, start it again. When the seven minute timer has finished, then start your juggling practice. That will leave one minute left on the four minute egg timer. So let that one minute run through. And then we need two more fours to make up a nine. So turn the four minute egg timer over till it's finished again, and then over until it's finished a second time, a third time, or a fourth time. Anyway, you get what I mean. The one and the two fours make up the nine. Okay, that's all for this month. Enjoy October, and don't forget the Halloween starter right at the end of the month. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free. Or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber. 